0: everyone thank you for joining us for another episode of our deeply rooted faith podcast and welcome to our new listeners my name is marge and i'm just so excited to have you guys here with me we simply exist to glorify the name of jesus christ and spread the gospel so join us as we journey through what it actually means to be deeply rooted in him We are back for another episode. Can you guys believe that it is the end of the year? I mean, this year literally flew by. I don't know about you guys, but I am grateful for what the Lord is doing. I am grateful that the Lord has kept me. He has kept my family. He has kept those I love and care about. And I'm just extremely grateful, you know. Someone can just magnify the Lord with me. And let's just start off by saying, Jesus, you are awesome. Jesus, you are great. You are good. You are worthy to be praised. You are faithful. You are worthy. You are perfect in all of your ways. So you magnify you today. We exalt your whole. Holy name for you alone or God we say that we love you we say that we adore you with all of our hearts so Holy Spirit we ask that you just fill this space fill our hearts in this moment and just truly just have your way I am literally I am so excited for what the Lord is doing because he is truly perfecting our faith he is perfecting our character I mean what more you know can we ask for as believers? Um, I can literally, I can attest to this because perfecting one's character isn't something that happens instantaneously. It's a transformative work. It takes time. It's a process. It's progress. I I believe that the Holy Spirit has something to say to us and that this word comes to deepen our roots. This word comes to help us grasp the true understanding of our victory and freedom in Christ. For the Holy Spirit wanted me to remind to remind many of you that there is no genuine Christianity without faith in the works of Christ. So in these next few moments, I will try to convey the word of the Lord to the best of my ability as it gives me utterance. So Father, I stand as your daughter under the auspice of the Holy Spirit and I ask that you empty me of me anoint this vessel to speak your words with boldness and authority we know that your word sustains all things Jesus I ask that you guide me and like I always say let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O oh Lord my strength my rock my redeemer so as I was preparing for this message my spirit was both was both grieved and encouraged. My spirit was grieved because um, the Holy Spirit brought me back to a moment that I wasn't particularly fond of, but isn't that the sovereignty of God? Isn't that what he does? You know, he makes us, you know, look at ourselves, right? If I am to be transparent, these past few months have been a roller coaster. I'm talking mentally, physically, emotionally, you name it. I feel like it's been that type of year for many of us, honestly. Where we had to go through some things in order to grow through some things. I believe this wholeheartedly that the work that God does and wants to do in us, it's always about the heart. And this is this is literally my heart on a silver platter. I had gotten to a point where I was driving home from work one day. And I said to the Lord, what's the point of all this? What's it to me, right? If someone goes to hell. I mean... Him and I have our own relationship. I pray, I worship. Why do I need to share your heart with people who don't really care where they end up? That's literally what I said to the Holy Spirit. Because at that time, I was so depleted and I just felt so discouraged, right? And the Holy Spirit within me just grieved. The Holy Spirit asked me, what type of representation of my kingdom would you be if you saw my people in despair and you just neglected them? Listen, when I tell you like I felt his heartbreak and to be honest, I wept the whole ride home because it was like the Lord held a mirror to my soul and showed me that my posture was out of alignment. And the truth of the matter is it wasn't about sharing his heart, but it was more so of the rejection that I felt. Right, I felt like I wasn't measuring up and truly failing Him and just falling short because who was I to decide, you know, who I should share God's heart with, who I should share His heart with. So the tears wouldn't stop falling down at the very thought of God neglecting me because when I was lost and couldn't find my way, He didn't neglect me. He saw me in my mess, drowning in depression and oppression, and God knows what else. He didn't leave me there. He was compassionate enough to have someone speak life over me. He didn't let me drown. He picked me up and said, daughter, wake up. I have need of you. So how can I, a proclaimer of his word and of his goodness, abandon or neglect his people? I mean, surely that's not like Jesus. So the Holy Spirit reminded me that Jesus was too. He was rejected. But it never stopped him from preaching, teaching, and sharing the heart of his father. I had to look deep within myself because there was definitely a pattern there. Because whenever I felt discouraged or depleted, I would ask God these type of questions. Right. So the Holy Spirit said to me, be heedful to the areas that the enemy attacks the most when you're not your best self. Be sober-minded. Be watchful for your adversary. The devil prowls like a warring lion seeking someone to devour. For the devouring begins with a thought and more often than not, it begins with you questioning the very thing that God created you for. It's a cycle. It's a pattern. Do not be deceived. I believe the enemy uses these patterns and cycles to keep us bound. Never consider yourself too invulnerable to the enemy's devices because he can deceive anyone. If we were to take a look at the children of Israel, right, after God had freed them from the hands of the Egyptian. They longed to go back to Egypt because their lifestyle was routine. They knew exactly what to expect. The enemy deceived them into thinking that God had brought them to the promised land to kill them after all that God had done for them. They were defecting from the faith and it's the same way with us. So let's go ahead and take a look at Numbers 14 verse 3-4 to from the ESV translation and it reads, why is the Lord bring us bringing us into this land to fall by the sword our wa- our wives and our little ones will become a prey would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt and they said to one another let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt you see beloved our natural inclination as people is to always go back to what's comfortable and what's familiar that's the innate Fear of the unknown will have us falling under the same mindset, the same patterns and ideologies, willfully falling away because of a belief system, outwardly identifying with Christ, but inwardly bound. It's a cycle. Beloved, anything that impedes the forward movement of God in our lives is called captivity, and the enemy is playing for keeps. He will confine you to a certain concept, to a certain frame of mind. If you're not sober-minded and watchful, you know, you may find yourself falling into his deception. He will use what's familiar to you and ensnare you to the very thing that God is trying to free or bring you out of. So what I would like you to ponder upon is what are some cycles Patterns that the enemy may be using to keep you bound? Or do you fall under the category of a Christian who is in bondage unaware? I mean, I can only speak for myself, right? I once believed that only the spiritually lost were captives. But what if I told you that one can be in Christ and still be a captive? So let's go ahead and expatiate on the word captive for a minute. The word captive is defined as a prisoner or a person who is enslaved or dominated. Enslaved or dominated by what exactly? Right? One can be enslaved by their fears, by their ideals, their thought processes, and mainly by our lust for things of the flesh and a plethora of things. I believe what the Holy Spirit is providing for us here or in this moment. By his word is the understanding of what it actually means to be free from bondage so how do we unlock the gates of our prison i'm glad you asked that question because there is hope and our hope is in the word so let's go ahead and take a look at galatians 5:1 from the esv translation which is our anchor scripture for today and it reads for freedom christ has set us free stand firm Therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Just for context purposes, right? The book of Galatians was written by Apostle Paul as a warning and encouragement to his readers not to defect from the faith. He was speaking to a specific group of false teachers who were misleading the Gentile Christians in the region, urging the Galatians Christians to stand firm and resist the temptation to drift to adherence to the law and the law was that they had to follow the teachings of the law of Moses to be made right with to be made right with God so you may be asking how does this apply to us what is the parallel here the parallel is that we live in a society where false teaching is spreading like yeast where the truth of God is being distorted and the people of God are being led astray by doctrine of self-idolization and of works Our focal point for today will be understanding the meaning of liberty and saving works of Christ from bondage to freedom, because there there is definitely a law at work here. I pray that with the help and the grace of the Holy Spirit, I'm able to help someone today. So we're going to reread this verse, and I would like you guys to focus on the language here. So for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1 So our plan for today is to unravel Galatians 5.1 in concordance with any other verses that the Holy Spirit drops in our spirit. So here we have the Apostle Paul, right? A delegate of the kingdom of God, a sent one with a message primarily focusing to get the region back into alignment, or one can say to get the region back to God's perfect order to lead them back to the truth. So when we take a look at the specific verse, the plea of the apostle here, which is from the heart of God himself, is to remind the people of what Jesus did. And that reminder is that Jesus was and is the only begotten son of God that died for the sins of humanity. The context here is a plea strictly directed to the church and not the world. So we're going to dissect this verse a little bit and see what the Holy Spirit reveals. So the word says here, for freedom, Christ has set us free. The word freedom, right, is defined as the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved, which is interchangeable with the word liberty. Liberty is the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life behavior or political views so the implication here is that our justification for being free only comes through the sacrifice of Christ for he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our inequities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes that we are healed so the word says right stand firm therefore meaning be unmoved when the enemy comes to tempt you When the enemy comes to target your mind, when the enemy comes to undermine your faith, when the enemy uses fear to cause you to doubt God, do not waver in your belief. Submit your ways to the Holy Spirit. Submit your ways to the Lord. For Jesus is the rock on which we stand on. And do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. What the Lord is inviting us to is a guide to a fruitful life. For many of us battle personal and internal captivity. One of my personal battles have been if, you know, questioning if I hear from God correctly. And the enemy knows that. So he uses these moments to make me doubt the very word being spoken out of my spirit because he is a deceiver. He's a deceiver that leads our minds astray. So remember that any opportunity for Satan to work is a greater opportunity for God to show his sovereignty and his goodness. And I can definitely attest to that as well. So at the beginning of the year, I had a dream in which I had entered what appeared to be an elevator with my physical eyes, right? But once I had entered this elevator, this elevator turned out to be a metal cage. So inside this metal cage were two tall beings that also turned into two black clouds. I had to look deep within myself and I had to look deep within and ask myself what are some what are some of the lies of the enemy that I'm still in covenant with surely the significance of that cage mid-confinement so I had to ask the holy spirit to help me discern the camouflage chains of my confinement you see the thing is right the enemy will try to find any open door to outwit us to take advantage of us because he is a big schemer so as we grow in maturity we have to be able to discern his tricks and schemes so we don't fall into the trap of being bound by our ideologies by our past or whatever it may be i don't know what your personal and internal battles are whether you know they are childhood traumas sexual perversions anger doubt fear loneliness insecurity, whatever it may, whatever may be binding you, the Holy Spirit is calling you. The Holy Spirit is calling us forth to walk in the freedom of Christ, to put our old nature, which belongs to our former manner of life and is corrupt through the through the seedful lust and to be renewed in the spirit of our minds and to put on the new nature created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. For Christ came to set us free. The Holy Spirit wants to open the eyes of our hearts and the eyes of our understanding so that we know that in Christ we possess all the righteousness of God. And beloved, that's how we unlock the gates of our prison. By allowing God to treat and restore those areas of captivity in our lives. As we allow God to restore us, he becomes more recognizable in us and through us. That is the light of the gospel. That we may know him. That we may know what we are in him. Ministers of his new covenant walking boldly into sharing the light of the gospel. That Jesus Christ alone will put us in right standing with God. That Jesus Christ alone is the only one who can transform us. That Jesus Christ alone can sanctify us. That Jesus Christ alone can help us grasp the true glory we have in God. That Jesus Christ alone can help us face the truth of our past or present as we behold the light of his truth. So my prayer is that as we grow in maturity and in our walk with Jesus, may we begin to see a need for greater freedom in him in all aspects of our lives. May we surrender all of our hearts. May we surrender it all to God, granting him full access to our hearts and our minds. May we always remember that we are a treasure in a jar of clay, though we are inflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be manifested in our bodies for we for we will live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh So death is at work in us, but life in you. So people of God, as I end this segment, I say, be free. Unbelievers, be free. Be free from your broken heart. Be free from your captivity. Be free from the torment of the enemy for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, hallelujah father i come before you and i stand as your daughter thank you for going before me and making every crooked path straight i put in christ and i still let the reality of heaven permeate through the airways i stand in the gap for those who felt stuck i stand in the gap for those whose mind and perceptions happen to be cloudy i stand in the gap for those the enemy has tried to cage in and trying to put a muzzle over their mouths we call forth the fire of god Holy Spirit, we ask that you consume every ideology, every pattern that is not of you, consume it by your fire. Spirit of the living God, established in your heart and in your spirit within us, let us behold the reflection of who you are. So we don't have to be bound by, by our ideologies, our patterns, our shame, guilt, or sins, but we shall know that God, if we cry out to you, that we can be free and never submit to a yoke of slavery again. Father, I ask these things because I know you hear me. And because you promised me that if I ask anything of you, that it would be done if I just believed. So, Father, I am believing you to set your people free. I am believing you to make your people whole. I am believing you, Father, to set your people free. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, guys, this concludes our episode for today. Again, I am March Coles. Thank you guys for rocking with Jesus and I. My challenge for you guys is to truly ask the Holy Spirit to unveil, you know, the areas um, the enemy may try to infiltrate or may try to keep you bound or in captivity. People of God, be free. Stay free from a child of God to another. God bless you guys. Um, See you guys next time.